Hello. Ah, and welcome. I hope I woke you up. Album Nerds Podcast. Yet again. Dude Nandy. Talking about music, talking about albums, and boring the hell out of all the people out there. <laughs> Why don't you say hi, Andy? Hey there, everybody. Looking forward to boring the hell out of you. That's right, because uh, we're doing some new stuff at the beginning of the year here. There aren't tons of albums to talk about yet, like new releases and stuff anyway. There are a couple holdovers that I found from 2016 that we might need to work in um, and talk about in the coming weeks, but... Today we're going to kind of be a little more topical, try some new things, um, and hopefully we'll get some good and or bad feedback from the listeners at albumnerds.com. Let us know what you think about what we're doing. Just a couple of buddies that like talking about music, and sometimes it's a discussion about topical things and philosophies about album listening, etc., and fandom, and that's what we're going to do today. So, Andy... Since this was my idea, why don't you explain to the folks what we're doing? <laughs> well, this is something we've talked about a lot over the years, and I know it's it comes up pretty much every time we try to decide if you want to talk about a record or not, and that is the idea of how we judge kind of some of their our favorite established artists that have put out records, you know, for decades. You know, do we treat them unfairly because we want them to be what they used to be? Um, do we kind of allow them the creative space to develop into something new as they get older? And, um, you know, do we uh, do we kind of look down on them as they start to put out music that isn't quite as challenging as some of their early stuff when they were younger? So there were there were a handful of records that came out in 2016 that kind of fell into this category for both of us that we haven't really talked about much yet that we're going to want to just touch on and then kind of have a debate here on on how these artists are viewed today and if, whether or not it's it's really fair. Yeah, that's a pretty good explanation actually. You know, that's the thing. You know, uh as Every year, there are bands that I've loved for a long time or artists that I've loved for a long time to have an album coming out, and I'm always excited about it. And sometimes I think I either like something more than I should because it's the artist, and if I were to separate my love of the artist and who I was at 23, if I had loved a band and they made me feel a certain way, that I not should I be taking this in fresh should i be looking at it through the filter of who they were or were to me or what their sound was like before and that's really challenging because i think sometimes i miss out on stuff that's better than i thought because i'm so busy comparing it to what they did before and other mm -hmm. times like i said i think i give something more of a chance than i would or should because it's just like eh. but it's them so why don't we talk <laughs> about a few examples from this year yeah Let's. How about uh, we start with this Red Hot Chili Peppers record? Okay, uh, let's. The Getaway was the title. It came out in like what, mid spring or so last yeah, year. Yeah, something like that. Yep. Um, you know, obviously it's the Chili Peppers. They've been around for what twenty plus years now. Yes. And <laughs> just by since nineteen eighty four, actually, I think was their first 80, release was eighty four. Wow, that's right. So even more than that. Um. 
they got a lot of buzz about this record when it came out. You know, it was all over the internet, all over advertisements. You know, because they've been they've they kind of. I don't know. I think of the Chili Peppers. I think of you know their earlier work, which was really kind of based in like funk and like had a real grittiness and kind of ugliness to it. And then they kind of had like reinvented themselves in the early two thousands with more of like a larger rock kind of radio friendly sound. Was that? I would that agree. F- I would agree. Okay. And they've had they've had a lot of uh, changes in. Well, guitarist, really, yeah, which true. has also affected their style. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I think the beginning of their metamorphosis was probably under the bridge from Mother's or from Mother's Milk from uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which is a 1991 album, one of my favorites, and that album just like is funky and dirty and awesome. And mm-hmm. then there's, you know, beautiful songs on it, like Under the Bridge, which is a great story, the whole thing behind it, awesome. But that was a huge hit and made people who would have never listened to those weirdos listen to them. And I feel like subsequently with every album after that, it's been more along that melodic, softer side, and it's just grown and grown with every release. Now, they have a... New guitarist Josh Klinghoffer, I think his name is. Um, he replaced uh, Fris- Frusanti, Fris- Frusanti, Frusanti, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was with them off and on for a couple decades, really, I think. Yeah. Uh, and the last album before this one, I kind of I like him. I like his guitar work, and I thought it had some promise. So I was super excited about the Getaway because I felt like this was going to be their chance. To rock That's what I was hoping for And so I had these expectations That maybe the softy softy stuff was Gonna be secondary And there'd be a little bit more Ass kicking A little bit more grit A little bit more return And excitement And I was The first time I listened to it About halfway through I switched And listened to uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic instead because <laughs> I was like, I want to listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So, right. but is that fair? I mean, there are people who came on as fans later who love that melodic side, and I know uh, what's his face, Ketis, has done a lot of vocal. He has vocal coaches and stuff, and has tried to improve as a singer. So, is it wrong for me to just go, Ah, this isn't good enough. This isn't the Chili Peppers that they should be. That's not my call. That's their call. So what do I do? Do I recommend this to people or do I just keep my mouth shut? That's kind of where I was torn. Well, I think they're working in a different space now. I mean, they're not really trying to put out, a, you know, a bass um, record that revolves around the, the funk that they used to. They're really kind of working towards more like the adult contemporary radio friendly, you know, large stadium kind of crowd now so yeah, in, in that in that sense is it a good record to those people who enjoy that type of music I think it's a good record in terms of it's good songwriting it's pretty sounding the production by Danger Mouse was good it's solid it just because I'm a fan I think 
I'm tainted in my decision making. And this is just one example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't we shouldn't dwell too much on any one album but that's a really good example and, and this is a band that anyone listening is probably familiar with so I thought it was a good one to kind of illustrate by and large so let's talk about a couple others okay the, the high profile artists which what's one of the ones that you you listened to this year and expectations were met or not met or what um well I want to talk about this Paul Simon record that came out um I think kind of mid-year Yep. You were excited uh, about it at first, right? Yeah. You know, I'm conflicted on this record. <laughs> so, I mean, I like Paul Simon a lot. I like the singer-songwriter genre a lot. You know, obviously he had kind of his heyday in like the 70s. Um, oh, come on. Don't forget about the late 80s. That's when we had, uh, uh, oh, my God. Why can't I? Oh my God, I'm such a moron. I can't even. I have a poster of this <laughs> in my office right here, and I can't even remember the name of the album. Um, Kill me. Uh, Just go on. Go I'm ahead. Glad idiot. you brought it up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so you put out this record called Stranger to Stranger, and there are moments on here that I think are great. The first track, Werewolf, is probably maybe one of my favorite of his solo career uh, record um, tracks. Um, but then the record goes on from there, and it's not really as interesting. Um, Graceland. It was Graceland. Graceland. Oh, yeah. Awesome Graceland. album, 1987. I'm sorry I'm a <laughs> moron, but I remembered it on my yeah. own. I didn't look it up. No, that was a very good record, obviously. And that's the one that I was comparing this to. I was in that, you know, and part of it is the press. It's like, oh, this is a return to the sort of... Uh, world music sound Afrobeat kind of thing he's going yeah sure and there are elements of that in here for sure Um, but for some reason it wasn't quite as exciting as as gripping as as some of his other records to me I know some people enjoyed it yeah critics loved it I enjoyed it as well but it didn't make my top list it just kind of faded out of my out of my mind and out of my awareness and I think it's because it's Paul Simon and maybe I wouldn't even listen to it at all maybe I wouldn't like it at all if it weren't Paul Simon I, yeah. you know that's that's the question here <laughs> yeah. yeah that's kind of the test you know if if you didn't know the artist would you have listened to these records anyway and I think I probably wouldn't have listened to Stranger to Stranger if it no, Paul I, Simon. I, but again, I think it's a very nice sounding album. I mean, when I'm listening to it, it's not like it's pissing me off, but I just don't find no. myself coming back to it. And I do still listen to, even though I can't remember the name of it, Graceland. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Do you want to uh, maybe touch on this Anthrax record? I know you really enjoyed that one. Yes. So Anthrax, a speed metal band from one of the big four um came out around the time of as Metallica so the big four Metallica Anthrax Slayer and Megadeth those are like the big four kind of speed metal uh, bands from the early 80s and these guys were always limped in with them they never quite got the sales um, They their albums went gold not platinum uh, but and they've had a lot of turnover with lead singer uh, a lot of the the band members have changed around, but the lead singer, so their cha- their sound changed quite a bit from the 80s into the 90s. They got a little grittier, grungier sounding, but 
Anyway, this album, For All Kings, I listened to it when it first came out, and I had listened to some older Anthrax albums previously to kind of set the stage. And I liked it, and was like, ah, it's just, you know, it sounds like Anthrax, and it's fine, and then forgot. I just completely forgot about it. And I feel like it's because I had maybe made the mistake of trying to compare, trying to do my research and listen to Anthrax ahead of time. I should have just taken it at face value. I came back to it after the new year. I was reading some articles about the top metal albums of the year and stuff, and this was on a lot of the lists. And I listened to it again just by itself, and I love it. I've listened to it five or six times in the last few days, and it it's got the all the awesome speed metal elements, but it also kind of brings in a little more melodic hard rock type of stuff, which they've always been like at a thousand miles an hour the whole time. And now they're kind of changing the pacing up. I think it's Joey Belladonna is the name of the lead singer. He's not the original original, but he was with them in their probably heyday and he can wail and sounds great. And I, I would put this up in the category of certainly one of the better, one of the best metal albums of last year, but I listened to it once and dismissed it because I had set expectations. So it's one of those that I feel like, and we'll see over the coming months if I keep listening to it, but it's a lot better than I remember. And I think it's because I compared it too much to what, you know, to their uh, early albums. Would you say it's, it's true to the, their sound and what you expected, or is it kind of a shift for them? It is true to their sound. Uh, lyrically, it's cool, and it's not a... Sh- I mean, except for, like I said, the pace, the production and the pacing is a little different where they change it up a little bit. Uh, so it's not just gank, 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 song after song. Right. And, yeah, but, I mean, they still got it, man, and it's it's really good. It's really good. And uh, I feel like I kind of screwed the pooch on that one a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was just kind of thinking back. Like, I I've just been listening to that Metallica record a little bit from last that came out last year. Um, yep. Hardwired to self destruct. I think that's maybe an example where a band can kind of reach back to their roots and you know not exactly sound the same as they used to twenty years ago, but still pull a lot of that that energy and kind of those reasons why we loved them back then. Yeah. Yeah. That record is, is, is really good. And I think it's, you know, for them kind of a return to form. I think kind of the difference between those two for me is I've stuck with Metallica all the way through. I liked Anthrax when uh-huh. I was in high school, like eighties, mid to late eighties. And I liked them, but I didn't love them. I didn't listen to them all the time. I had like a tape and they've been one of those that I've come back to occasionally and listened to something. Metallica I've been with all the way. So I have more allegiance A, B, like you said, the hardwired to self-destruct. It's like there's bits and pieces of their 1981 or whatever, 82 era. Mm-hmm. And there's tastes of the stuff from like the you know the Black Album and stuff. So it's kind of like career spanning in terms of their sound and and I think that's why 
And I think Anthrax basically did the same thing. I just was focusing more on one piece, not their catalog. Because I had, you know, one album in mind from 1986 or whatever. So, Gotcha. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, We have a couple other ones that kind of slipped through the cracks, and I think we even talked about some of these. So we'll just, like, really quickly sort of go through those, because do you have any that you're passionate about, like I was the Anthrax? Well, I really enjoy the Dinosaur Jr. record, Um, Give a Glimpse of What You're Not. I think we did touch on it in a previous episode. It's very true to their sound, and I think it's kind of another... I don't know if I would say like a progression for them, but it's definitely another record that fits nicely into the discography. Not really breaking any new ground, but it's it's what you'd expect. You know, they've been pretty consistent throughout their career in terms of their sound and their output. Yeah. Well, and you know, a lot of these rock bands and rock artists in general, the problem is they're not getting new. There is no. There's not much of a new audience. Yeah, they're just playing to the people they're playing to 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, because not a lot. I mean, you know, as we've talked about and may talk about in the future a little bit more, the 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 predominant genres out there that people are listening to through iTunes and the little bit on the radio doesn't really lean itself towards you know album album rock rock and roll type of stuff. So yeah, that's very true. There's not a lot of rock being put out nowadays. All right, so Neil Young. I didn't even know he had a new album in 2016 until you put it on this list. One, because he pulled all of his stuff off of the streaming services, which it's back, by the way, I noticed last night. A lot yeah. of the albums are back. A lot of them are there now. Yeah, I think weird. he gave up. So that's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the thing with him is I don't... I'll listen to anything he puts out as long as I know it's happened. But as over the years, I mean, he's put out, I don't know, a thousand albums. I've liked. (laughs) Give or take, yeah. I love a handful of them. One will suck, and the next one is great. Another one's like, okay, because he's always changing his style, the, you know, basic genre, the, there'll be a theme to the whole album. So it doesn't, he's a chameleon, so. If you like Neil Young, you could hate one of his albums and then love the next one regardless. So he's kind of an anomaly in this list. Yeah, there's a lot of his records that I don't love. <laughs> I think we both agreed, like his, uh, was it like 2013, 2012, Psychedelic Pill? Psychedelic Pill was awesome. With Crazy Horse. great, right? Awesome. Um, great, 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 great. Yeah, the Crazy Horse record. Yeah, but he's put out quite a few records since then, which have been kind of flops, I would say. And not every single song on them are bad, but they he's gotten a lot more political. Um, he put out that Monsanto record was it last year, I think. Yeah, I, I kind of like that because I like I like Lucas Nelson and the Promise of the Real. Uh, that's Willie Nelson's son. Um, they're the ones that right, were the right. backing band on Good that, call. but. Uh, I liked it, but I didn't listen to it a lot. You know, <laughs> same yeah. same kind of well, thing. That's kind of how the record is. That's kind yeah. of how the new record is too. Like Peace Trail, you know. There's there's some storytelling, but a lot of them have very obvious, you know, points he's trying to make about yeah. uh, 
you know, politics and yeah, you know, <laughs> the guitar starts. And it's like, don't litter, littering's bad. Like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, big companies is, are taking your life. Like, okay, <laughs> that's cool. And there's nothing of, wrong with that. It's awesome that he's still passionate about that stuff. The man, Neil Young, is like God. He's awesome. His the fact that he puts out records and is creative and won't stop and doesn't give a shit about what people think. Love it. Just not gonna like all the albums. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those guys that just needs to kind of edit himself a little bit. You know, you don't need to release nah. every single let thing him, that you let put him go. out. <laughs> let him go because psychedelic pill was so good. Yeah, that I didn't expect. I mean, I feel like that goes in should go in the bin with his most classic of album, even the stuff he was doing in the 60s and 70s and stuff. I mean, awesome. Maybe there's another one. Let him make three albums a year. Maybe one of those 15 albums in the next few years is going to be great. for you know. But someone out there probably loves this record. Uh, I love the effort. A for effort, Neil. <laughs> yeah, I'll give him that for sure. Don't litter. Littering's bad. <laughs> well, I don't get I made it. That like, up. Sometimes he's like so eloquent in his lyrics, and then they'll put out a song like that where it's just like, in case you didn't understand exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> here it the is guy, in black and white. he just jams out and writes songs, and you know, just yeah. depends on how it comes together. So, yeah. you know. I don't I don't expect to, and that's the good part with Neil Young. I don't expect to love everything he puts out, but I'll check out pretty much anything and and I've never known what's next. So he's kind of an exception to this conversation even though it, it totally fits. <laughs> true, true. All right, so we got one more, right? Yep. Um the Wilco record, right? Yeah, we talked about that one, I think. It may have been on one of those shows we recorded that was like six hours long, so we decided not to post it. <laughs> so you really liked uh, Schmilko, is the title of the record we're talking about. You really liked it. It was kind of uh, a different sound for them from their previous record. Yeah, but I forgot about I did... it. But what do you mean you forgot? So we out? talked about it, we listened to it, and then as the year went on, Oh, I never totally came back forgot to about it. it. I totally oh, okay. forgot about it. It I, it wasn't even in consideration for my top ten or anything. Um, and I think I listened to it and liked it because it's Wilco. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really love Star Wars, the album before. See, so, I, I love Star Wars, and this one kind of fell flat for me. But. This was much simpler, so uh, sonically simpler. And yeah, but what ha definitely. what's happened is, you know, I forgot this album came out, and I have listened to older Wilco albums. In the meantime, still not remembering that one came out in 2016. So, you what's it's because that? Because this one wasn't as memorable as some of their their earlier efforts. Like we're talking, like what Yankee Fox Hat Hotel or which which records are you going back to? Yeah, that uh, Sky Blue Sky was one of my personal yeah, yeah. favorites. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and and those are those are in the middle of their career. Those aren't even like the uh, you know the early albums like AM and Summer Teeth and stuff. But uh, it was good, and I just forgot. So maybe I need to go back. I don't know what happened there, but they got we listened to them because of name recognition, and then 
I don't know. It's just one of, that's, those are the kind of things where we, when I was making this list and you put this album on there, I was like, holy shit, I forgot about the welcome. <laughs> and it wasn't bad. So maybe I need to go back, but that's what I mean, where you listen to something with certain expectations or comparing it to something so much that its own merits are lost on you. And I don't know, maybe this isn't a classic, wonderful record, but it certainly is, you know, I, I wonder if other people struggle with this, like old timey music fans. If, if, you know, if they are people chasing records like we do, is that normal? It's, it's a good question. I, you know, it's a little hard to say. I think so soon after they came out, like where these are going to fit into their discographies, you know, like maybe Schmilko will be one of the top Wilco records in, in 10 years. Um, I don't know. To me, it felt like just kind of a another album, but... Well, and this also means... This, this also, I, I believe, the times we live in affect this as well. So... Just like how much music years. is out there, and and how yeah, and the availability, yeah, and it's yeah. not in my hand, it's not in my collection, it's not on my shelf. I haven't, you know what I'm saying. So unless I go buy a physical copy immediately, um, so maybe that's part of it too. We used to commit, we had a relationship with these artists, and we'd commit our 15 bucks or whatever to yeah. the CD. That's a good point. Yeah, and it's so easy to just listen to it once or twice, and then forget or mean to come back to it when you in my, you know when I was a kid and I'd buy a CD or a LP or a cassette I'd sit down I'd read the liner notes I'd listen to it over and over again I'd get to know it and now we can assess so quickly <laughs> just make up our mind and know that I can come back and listen to this anytime I want and right. I think that's part of it too I think the vehicles by which we're listening are awesome they're great in terms of that we can but I think that's part of the problem too I'm just yeah. you know that's if really I bought the point, getaway man. on CD because it was the new Chili Peppers album I might not like it as much as the other ones but I bet I would have committed myself to it a little bit more yeah you know I was just thinking about um, one of the Chili Pepper records that I bought um, the Aeroplane that came out in like the mid 90s with that track on there uh, it, it was a uh, yeah, it was one hot minute. Was one the hot name minute of the, exactly? Yep. Yes, that was the one with uh, Dave Navarro. Uh, yep, Dave yeah. Navarro was the guitar on that one. So there's that sound was much. Yeah. More so that that, that record, I you know I listened to it a lot because I bought it because I really loved so the previous records. But thinking back, it's you know it's not a great record, but I listened the shit out of it because I owned a copy of it and it was that's what I was going to listen to for the next six months, no matter what, because I just spent my allowance on it, you know? I didn't even buy it because I saw the videos for Aeroplane. Uh, my Friends, I think, was one of the singles. Yeah, yeah. I love that song. Uh, yeah, I liked that song, but... And then uh, there was the one from Beavis and Butthead where they redid Roller Coaster. But I was so against the shift in the in with Dave Navarro coming into the band that yeah. I didn't even give it a chance. And so years later I finally bought a copy of it in a used band for like two bucks. And I think it's a pretty solid album. Is it their best? No. 
But that was one of those in the old days, the way you made your decision was saying, F you, I don't want that guy in the band, so I'm not going to. He's got <laughs> nipple rings. I can't right. go over this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And yeah, there's some interesting little weird songs on there, like Sweet Pea and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember that song. I got into so much trouble for listening to that. Yeah, it's dirty. It's dirty, folks. <laughs> it's really dirty. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's definitely a big shift from the times. <laughs> now I'm hearing it in my head. So <laughs> fucking what? <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you'd listen to it because you had it, and you yeah. damn well was, better like it. <laughs> you know, and just part of it, like being in your CD player. So when you go turn your stereo, it's like, okay, am I going to just gonna listen to this again, or am I going to find something new? Yep, I'm just going to hit play. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, yeah, that's changed a lot. Yeah. So as much as we talk about the merits of streaming, uh, I really wish they'd find a way where you could. Uh, there'd be a little link on there where you could look at the liner notes and the art and read the lyrics right in those apps. Um, yeah. Maybe it is. Yeah, it, no. that, that might bring that experience back a little bit. But anyway, so that's it. That's what you, you know, I'd like to know other people's opinions on this. Other people go through this. Is this like a valid thing? Or are we just a couple of windbags being babies about, I don't like this record as much as the one they put out 30 years ago. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. So uh Yeah. So uh hit us up on uh the Twitters, uh, on the website, feel free to comment. We'll uh post this episode up there. Albumnerds.com and yeah, so, Albumnerds. So, so what's the answer though? I I don't think there's an answer. <laughs> there is it's an a case answer. by case thing. Give everything a chance fresh with fresh ears. Don't listen to their previous albums to prepare yourself. That's a mistake, I think. That's been my mistake a few times. <laughs> How can you don't not wet be a your whistle biased, with though. your expectations? Just yeah, yeah they, of course, but you know, uh, listen to it two times. Yes, that's always a good rule. Don't just dismiss it on first listen. Go back to. I it mean, unless it just makes your ears bleed. If you hate it, then don't listen to it again. <laughs> All right. All right. That was man. fun. How I think about? that was fun. I think it was interesting. I hope it was interesting. Let us know if it was or wasn't. Let us know if there's any album recommendations and please tell us your stories if you've experienced this kind of uh malarkey. And I also want to mention <laughs> makerstea.com. Yummy tea. Twenty percent off. Go to makerstea.com, put in the promo code album nerds, that's two words. You get twenty percent off your purchase and uh you get some pretty fancy choices of uh, loose tea that uh, you can steep just right to touch your heart, your soul and your tummy let's make her tea .com. Let's, uh, let's make tea great again can that be the new <laughs> <laughs> let's make tea great <laughs> <laughs> that's the new logo <laughs> the new uh, motto uh, making tea great again at makerstea.com all right, people. Thanks for listening uh, to the Album Nerds. It. Yep, go to albumnerds.com. We've said it a million times. Please do it. Please comment. And uh, have yourself a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Love you. I know you do. See ya. <laughs>